I'm gonna I'm gonna make an effort to really make out with my microphone this time because I feel like yeah. I don't do it and your sound comes out better because you do. Uh, well, I have the the pop filter, so I can really like. You know, yeah, I have pop filter, so I mean, I can I can I can get in here. I'm hoping it the... sounds okay. I cannot. My screen is in the other room, but <laughs> <laughs> my setup is fine. <laughs> Welcome to Direct-to-Video VHS. I'm your host, Tony Arbusto. I'm your host, Andy Reyes. This might be the first time that the weird subtitle that we came up with on the fly actually applies. Yes. Because um... we had to watch a VHS. Yeah, and... Uh, and you know you're doing the historical work, Tony, digitizing this film for for the future hey, posterity of generations. Shockingly hard to do. <laughs> it's hard, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you saw the quality of that. It's gross. It does not look good. <laughs> uh, but it's because like old VHS protections, they don't let you digitize it. Yeah, yeah, they they don't like it. I I gotta say though, I think. This is damning with faint praise, but I think the like chunkiness of it helped. <laughs> okay, because um, this movie looks terrible, like on its own, and so having the like added layer of like artifacting uh, and it's compression like a filter. It yeah, it's it like, was like yeah, maybe, maybe okay. I can imagine that maybe it looked better. Maybe it looked better when they were doing it or like before they put it on VHS. It was a 90s Disney Channel TV show. There's it's it's all shortcuts. Like there is nothing that isn't a shortcut in it. And so yeah, it just looks kind of gross. This is Hercules Zero to Hero by the way, which is a movie that you cannot find not on VHS. Uh, because it's just some like scaffolding put together around three episodes of the TV show. You there is I found one place where you could watch it, and it looked worse than what you gave <laughs> me. So I I did end up watching yours, and also it was on like a super like the most shady streaming website I had ever had the pleasure of being on. Huh. Um, <laughs> I, it, it it was very icky, so I I was happy. Uh, I did find another place where you could find it. I'm not gonna obviously. I'm not gonna like tell anybody where to find these things because piracy is bad, um, and you shouldn't do it. But piracy also, this is, feels so complicated for a movie that Disney clearly is never gonna release again. That and that's the thing, right? Is is like they they sh- want they should never release it again, but. Disney has a really bad habit of just like making movies un unaccessible, completely unaccessible if they don't give a shit about do you, it. Do you know what I have wanted to see recently? Is do you have did when you were a kid, did you have those Disney sing alongs? Yeah. Yeah. We had those don't exist anywhere. I can't find those. The, uh, the I had I also had the Land Before Time sing along songs. Those were great. But, like, the Disney ones had, like, a frame around them. They had... Th- there were two. There was, like, this owl, and there was Ludwig von Drake, I think. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I did not know this. 
So it wasn't just like a best hits. Yeah, and so there's like a little bit of content. I mean, the content is basically just like a talking duck introducing the next song, but it's something. And that's fascinating. Also, there was one Jamie found it for me. There, there was a um, there was this uh, villains dancing to um the song from Haunted Mansion and also Donald Duck was there in a ghost costume. Oh my gosh. It scared the shit out of me as a kid. (laughs) As an adult, (laughs) I'm like, this is great. As a kid, I was like, nope, Captain Hook looks very scary here for some reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, speaking of Haunted Mansion, Uh there's a new one coming out. Oh gosh. Later this year. Oh, no. Yeah, so that's that's probably going to be. I I hate to plan something so far in advance, but maybe it's we should because mm-hmm. I I remember rather enjoying the weird Eddie Murphy haunted mansion movie. I don't think I ever saw it. Um, I was a big fan of when I was a kid. I was a big fan of Eddie Murphy, Denzel mm-hmm. Washington, and Will Smith. And so mm-hmm. any movie that any of those three were in, I was like, well, I have to see this. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. I mean, <laughs> but, I think they were all probably just popular at the same time, if that helps. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They, I mean, they they like Not defined the 90s. between Eddie Murphy and the other two. Well, there's also... Sup- not a lot of overlap between Denzel Washington and Will Smith either, because they're both A-listers, and they were both in that era of Hollywood where they could carry their own movies. But they do the same kind of movie. So if you're like, oh, I like Denzel Washington and Will Smith, I can see it. Oh, okay. And Eddie Murphy is like, oh, yeah, I like like big sci-fi movies, but also Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked, uh, oh, what was Which that I steampunk think I cowboy movie? Mm. Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West with, um, <laughs> oh, Kenneth Branagh, I think was the the the... He was in that. I don't remember if he was the villain or if he was someone else. Um, I don't know. It's been a very long time. All I remember yeah. is the rough steampunk uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. And Daddy Daycare. That was another. <laughs> that was another Eddie Murphy joint. Not a good movie, I don't think. That was a, that was a tangent. Anything to avoid talking about this movie? We have really managed to get off track immediately. Um, so. Smash cut. It's exactly the beginning of the first one. It's a little more loose, which, you know, it's a TV show, so it's going to be more loose. Yeah. Uh, but they go into they go into the, the, the TV show intro, which is zero to hero, but with worse lyrics to it. Yes. Uh, which, you know, is going to happen. Yeah. I so I have I only I only took like one note for this mm-hmm. entire thing. This this is you were just prob- too entertained. This was probably the well. So here's the thing: is my phone died while I was uh, <laughs> writing notes, and I just I just I walk I got up, put it to charge, and came back without pausing the movie. Um, and my one note was I think it was something along the lines of like I hated I hated hearing this narrator say "get jiggy with the boys." It was it was rough. I don't think maybe not until the last third of this movie uh, did I hate li- the line read so much. But the, the 
but we'll get there to that. There is an occasional whack line read. Do you know who's doing a great job in this movie is uh, James Woods, and he's not in, in it till the last third, and that's wild. If Because it really seems like, as I was watching this movie, I was like, this seems like it's, they probably got through more than one season of the TV show before they made this movie. I think they got... I think they were... I think this movie came out, like, between the first and second seasons, and that's all they got. So, like, these cannot be the best episodes. Absolutely they should have gotten not. the best episodes. Anyway, the intro music's okay. It's not great. Oh, I did want to mention this, actually, real quick, because I don't want to harp on it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what my favorite TV show adaptation of a Disney movie is? Is it The Lion Guard? <laughs> no, that show is. Um, I think I tried to watch an episode of that. That show's really skewed towards like kid kids. Yeah, it's like for four so year olds. Unwatchable by adult standards. No, it is the Tangled series. Oh yes, 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 yes. And there, there's a reason why. I, I mean, I think there are a couple reasons why, but the biggest reason why is that they got Alan Menken to do the music again. Really. Yeah, so there are busy. new songs in that series that sound great, and I kept thinking about it whenever they did. Whenever they did a song in this movie, some of them were okay, most of them were bad, and if they had gone to the trouble of getting a songwriter, a songwriter that was like, I can make this song sound good, this could have been like a great movie. I would have had the time of my life, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that makes such a difference to me. I think I I think that a movie can get along really really well with just good just a good especially if there's going to be a lot of singing in it just good music and mm-hmm. the I do think that like the Tangled series has the benefit of where Disney was as a company at that time because like that was like you know we're post acquisition of Pixar Disney's like re- Disney is like ramping up its like frozen IP train. Yeah. And like, but we haven't gotten to digital streaming yet. Like Star Wars hasn't happened yet quite yet. And Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like Disney, I think was at the time putting a lot of resources into making really high quality animated shows because they just didn't know where else to put the talent. For some reason that I really don't know, the maker of that movie really wanted to make the TV show and I guess had enough pull or had enough pull or influence or enough other people were interested in it that he like, you know, he came back, got the songwriters back, got yeah. the original voice actors back. And it's just like, yeah. And I, it, I think it's, it's these old TV he- shows, even when they have charm, there is a level of nobody gives a shit. And sometimes no, the charm comes from the fact that like higher ups didn't give a shit, but it can be really unfun to be like slogging through an episode. That's like nobody who made this wanted to make it. <laughs> a really good example. I think of like charm coming from the lack of care is the Timon and Pumbaa show. Yes. Where they can was, get away with a lot of nonsense because it was, yeah, it wasn't good, but like, they were doing a lot of stuff in that show that was explicitly just like, yeah, nobody's nobody's looking. No, there is no corporate exec looking at the proofs of this. We can right. do whatever we want. Oh, no. A cat is on the desk and in a <laughs> playful mood. No, please. You need to go. Okay. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. 
here's the plot of Hercules. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna outline the overarching plot so that we don't have to mm-hmm. keep coming back to it. I feel like that makes most sense. Yeah. The, the framing Meg device. and Hercules are moving in together. <laughs> Hercules has a terrible statue that he loves for some reason. At least Eric had the common decency to hate his statue. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> Meg finds like his stuff from high school. Uh, Herc is so embarrassed about it that he makes ha- ha- uh, Hermes take it back to Phil. And so Meg goes like tracks down Phil so she can get the story. And then we get these three episodes. Um, the first one is clearly the first episode of the TV show. Yeah. It's Hercules' first day of school. And my favorite thing, maybe my favorite thing about it, hard stop, but definitely my favorite thing about the beginning of it, is that Phil hates Hermes. And that's it's, fucking funny. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, I, I, the, I find the entire premise of this to be cringy i don't understand why disney is so obsessed with interquels like i mean it, i'll <laughs> i i want to i want to push back a little yes the premise is cringy but it allows them to play in the space of greek mythology way more than the original movie did mm-hmm. like he goes to school with adonis and icarus and helen of troy and cassandra that's pretty good stuff. I don't know that I saw an episode here that did it well. No. But I think it could be done well and probably occasionally was. I I I can't speak for like the the like the the show, but for for this movie it was just one of those things where it's like, I don't know. It it it, is, it isn't necessarily that I have a problem with this movie in particular. It's just that so many of these have been interquels mm-hmm. and <laughs> the few that have been sequels were basically interquels because they like rewound the characters so that yes. they were functionally the same <laughs> the 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 film <laughs> the recording of the movie that i sent you had a little bit of a preview before it and it was bell's magical world which was yeah. the second interquel that they made of that character. <laughs> yeah. I did see that. I did see the two seconds of that. They do it all the time. It's the worst. Um, so it's, with Hercules, I feel like it does make an amount of sense. This is the only one where I genuinely was like, you know what? This works because we're we're missing. Like, we're missing. There's mi- a we huge missed. time jump in Hercules. And you're like. Yeah. I, we, I we guess it's just the good formative years of his now. life. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, it would have made as much sense for it to be the continuing adventures of Hercules, a character who's just like a hero in the world now. Yeah. So I want to take a little bit to talk about the, these three uh, pseudo characters that are going to be with us for all three of these shorts, which are Cassandra, Mm -hmm. Adonis and Hmm. Icarus. I love Adonis so much. He <laughs> he's is... my least favorite. Oh, he's, he, he's, he sucks. But I think that like his Diedrich Bader. <laughs> yeah, it is Diedrich Bader having fun. The perfect. He has the perfect voice for this performance. And also his line deliveries were some of my favorites in the whole show. Whenever I think at one point 
at in the first episode uh he like he, uh, he they're fighting this cyclops and he just he's like cyclops i'm gonna make you taste my blade here <laughs> yes. make him taste my blade and it's yeah, so it good gives a sword to somebody else to so yeah to some schmuck uh i <laughs> a goon yeah some uh, one of his goons um and i love that i think his, his character is like ex- like perfect for for what it's supposed to be for the high school I was dynamic thing surprised how much adonis was in this movie considering he's like such a not character yeah like i i feel like he's kind of billed as the main villain like the main antagonist of hercules despite the fact that they got james woods back they got yeah right like <laughs> hades is running around in this and yet like <laughs> There is a point. There is a point in this movie mm-hmm. where Zeus is like Adonis might be the worst, the worst villain I have ever faced. <laughs> yeah, and I he's like, he's like this kid looks real smiteable. <laughs> um, and I love that for Adonis. Um, it's pretty. And, and it's, it's pretty fun, actually. And, and I also think it just works for again for the fact that he is Adonis and and not yes. anybody else. Like he could have been Narcissus maybe, but like it's so good. I think of the three, the best like transposition of like the character as they are in myth to the high school format. That's probably true. I do like Cassandra. Because I like Cassandra, Cassandra as well. Because in myth, Cassandra, nobody believes her about her predictions, okay? Mm-hmm. And in this version, nobody believes her because she's, like, not cool. She's, like, the weird goth kid who also predicts everybody's doom. I wouldn't hang out with her either. <laughs> I I wish they'd have leaned into this skit a little bit more. I think Danny Phantom did this way better there again there must be a good cassandra episode because yeah she gets nothing to do (laughs) it's rough because like i want to like cassandra so much she's one of the most fascinating mythological characters but she just kind of uh has nothing to play with and it sucks Mm -hmm. especially because like one of the first things she does in this show is give hercules a a vision of his doom and hercules believes it immediately I that I I did think that was very fun. I think that the okay. I have mixed feelings about Icarus. Uh-huh. Who who I also think is fun. But he seems to one be genuinely unstable cuz the joke is that he flew too close to the sun and he has some kind of brain damage from it. Mm-hmm. And Cassandra hangs out with him and nobody else, so she must consider him a friend. But he has big, um, God, that character from the first season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Boyle, I think. He's, Boyle. He's got, he's got that big energy of just, like, horning on this girl who is so uninterested. Does not give two shits about him. And in the flash forward where they talk about what happened to them, there is no implication that they, like, get together or anything. This is, like, all in his head. And, like, that aspect of it where, like, so much of his character is just in love with Cassandra sucks. (laughs) Like, that sucks to me. But I found—but I I loved a lot of his line readings, for instance— 
he tells Herc, you know, in high school you have to know the score. And Herc says, what's the score? And he bellows, we're losing! <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't stand him. I, that's, you know what, it's, it's genuinely fair. <laughs> and I, I think the big thing for me is just, I, I hate, I hate so much the character of, like, guy who is obsessed with girl and but she doesn't really care about him but they're friends it sucks it sucks it's it's and the worst and it's something that i feel like you don't see anymore i feel like that i, I feel like that brooklyn 99 season was like the last big one where like they like they like cut it out of that show and then i feel like has not been that big a thing in like comedy anymore like like and- that was the last dregs of it to the to the benefit of Brooklyn Nine Nine, a show that I I think is pretty funny, they they like deal with it, like they have his character deal with it. Basically, um, y- you can I think argue but that's like part of his joke in the first season, like throughout the whole of the first season. It cut. Uh, so like, if you found the first season of that show unwatchable, you would because probably be right. No, no, absolutely, and I I think that that character, like, again, that character in the, like, later seasons, dealing with that aspect of himself and kind of bettering himself, you could could look at that however you want, but uh, the fact that Mm -hmm. that exists in its pure form in the first season does suck, and, but I, I don't know, like, I haven't watched any, like, contemporary television that's fair. I'm not I'm not up on like the modern sitcoms or whatever. Maybe they still do it all the time. But I feel yeah. like it's such it feels like such a 90s thing to me. Like it feels so like like ancient. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. It, it it comes from that. I think it com- it comes from that era of like geek versus jock mm-hmm. comedy that I like was dead when I was like a kid and I was a geek bullied by jocks. Even I was like, like, this is this is old school. Like, this doesn't really happen in the real world. I, I do think that like Icarus is such a fascinating choice. I just wish they had done something with this character that wasn't this. <laughs> um, I mean, that's fair. I I, I, I have such a hard time because, yeah, it feels like there's something there. You know, I wanted more of the Greek gods, and I know there are episodes with more of the Greek gods in it, and they did not choose to do any of those, which is wild. Except mm-hmm, Zeus. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, okay, way to pick the least interesting one. <laughs> yeah, God, seriously. Give me um, an Aphrodite episode. There, an there Artemis? Is like- I thought Artemis would show up. Or Athena, rather. Yeah, yeah. They made an offhand mention in one of the episodes that um, Hephaestus was uh, wooing Aphrodite again, and that yes! it wasn't ever going to work out. That's great. That's that's excellent. Like that's where this show is like shines is where it makes those dumb offhand jokes. Hermes is one hundred percent more fun in this in this show than he was in the movie. And I think it's they're playing up that character less, and he's like literally just telling you what the gods are doing. Yeah, that's better. He's like, a gossip. The structure of the first episode is it's Hercules' first day of school. He's really nervous about it. He's concerned about how he's how 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 he's going to be perceived by his peers. You know, like we mm-hmm. all are on our first day of school. And this is a this is kind of a good I think place to start the show because that is like. One of the things that the movie kind of skips over. Yes. Where like the the movie has a theme of acceptance that it drops almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So he gets to school. He meets Cassandra and Icarus and I'm pretty, pretty immediately is just like in the loser camp, which I think is 
it doesn't feel right that it happened so fast. Like, I mean, he did sink the barge on the way to school. That's fair. So but, nobody wants to hang out with him immediately. It it might be fun if there was a little bit where he like tried to prove himself to Adonis before he realized that like Adonis he didn't sucks. want to fucking hang out with Adonis. Yeah. But instead, he just, like, immediately makes friends with Cassandra and Icarus and is like, yeah, he's just one of the dorks now. And he tries to stand up to Adonis and and that doesn't work out for him. There's, there's a recurring gag with Ajax, who I think is a Trojan War character. And I, yep. I was just like, I want a little more about Ajax. <laughs> no, absolutely. Ajax... <laughs> Uh, there are two Ajaxes in the, in the in the Iliad, <laughs> if I remember correctly. I also wish that he had a little bit more going for him. He's just like a he, big dude, but like Herc has no reason to be scared of a big dude. Yeah, Herc's and this is dude. this is the thing. This is the thing about the the setup of this show that I again it just like frustrates me to no end. Is that like Hercules is literally impervious to harm, mm-hmm. like. No, nothing that anyone can do to him physically actually like hurts him. Like he'll go ow, but like he's not. He's fine. Like I, th- I mean, I think the point is that it's embarrassing. Like that's why they have to expose him to embarrassment instead of harm. But that's but the embarrassment comes by like in the way of harm for the most part. Like, do you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, be- it's the problem of this movie trying to engage in classic high school tropes. Yes, he's he keeps setting up to like fight stuff, get into fights, and loses them. And I think the idea is that he can't, you know, he's not actually that good at physically fighting yet. But like, you know, Superman probably never had to learn how to throw a punch. Yeah, because uh, he's Superman. Yeah, because he doesn't have to. Um, so there, there is that aspect of it. Anyway, Hercules gets embarrassed on the first day of school and decides that if he shows everybody he's a hero. Then they'll have to like him. Mm-hmm. His uh, his plan is so dumb. Um, I kind of enjoy how stupid it is because here's his plan. He's gonna go. This is great. This is like peak peak Hercules energy. He's 14 years old. He's a fucking idiot. He goes to the land of monsters, wherein Echidna, mother of monsters, dwells. By the mm-hmm. way. I forgot that this character existed in Greek mythology and was briefly baffled by the fact that her actual factual real name is Echidna, Echidna. which means somebody had Echidna, Mother of Monsters, and saw an Echidna, cute little rodent thing. I was like, that's the same. <laughs> what was that in about? My- I don't know. <laughs> um, Knuckles is the mother of monsters. Knuckles is the um, mother of all <laughs> monsters is choice. So... Uh, Echidna has, has these arguably one, maybe two kids, uh, a two-headed cyclops who keeps eating, like, delivery boys, and she says, you have to eat, like, princes, you have to eat good stuff, you have to eat high-quality meals, you have to eat princes and heroes and junk, and Hercules tries to fight this cyclops, okay, I'm sorry, this is Hercules' plan, he's going to beat up a monster in the realm of monsters and just kind of hope the high schoolers learn about it. Yeah, I I don't know how the the cause and effect here would have worked out for him, but if I were him, I would have told Hermes to spread the rumor that he's cool. I'm sure Hermes can yeah. do it. 
Yeah. But it's, it does not go well for him. Yeah, he goes by this monster. It doesn't work because he's, you know, still bad at this. The monster becomes convinced that what he has to do is go down to Hercules' school and eat all the rich kids there because they must be princes, which yeah. is pretty a pretty good thought process it because is it's true. His, it's historically accurate. true. Yeah. Adonis is a prince. Mm hmm. And so Herc, Herc loses that fight and is embarrassed about it. But then when he comes into school, the monster is there. And a joke that I did find entertaining was that nobody was that concerned about it at first. Yeah, they were just kind of like, like, well, you know. Yeah, you missed the Cyclops. I also like the joke that the Cyclops was allowed into campus because he had an ID. Yeah, yeah he had Herc's ID. And they're like, yeah, I think he's a new student or something. So he goes to eat Adonis. Adonis does have a pretty good line here after the, the makeup taste my steel one where he's about to get eaten. And Herc says, uh, how, how will your mom know that he was actually a prince? And the monster's like, well, we'll keep some bones. And Herc says, oh, all bones look the same. Everybody looks the same on the inside. And Adonis is like, they do not. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, no, wait, no, wait, we are all brothers on the inside. <laughs> um, again, like I said, I just, I, I, I think Adonis sucks, but he sucks in the exact flavor he needs to for this stew. I think, I mean, maybe if I was watching the show, I could, I could enjoy Adonis. I feel like the three episodes they picked were like really baffling. Yeah, they, they were so disconnected. Give me a theme. <laughs> Actually, well, the one we're about to get to, the second one, is the worst one. Because it's just, like, so out there and so so does not follow the lines of either the original movie or what this movie's putting forward. It is uh, so bad um, for, like, a multitude of reasons. So, um, Hercules eventually defeats the Cyclops in martial combat throws him out of the building and then like oh no the roof it's collapsing yeah, it on him collapses the roof on him did we mention that that's what cassandra's uh i, I don't think we mentioned what was it doesn't matter because he clearly doesn't die like the, the <laughs> well all she says is that the roof is going to collapse on the new kid and he's like and, and it, this freaks him out again for embarrassment reasons uh, <laughs> And the roof collapses, and he's embarrassed, and Adonis takes credit for killing the monster. Uh, but they're like, okay, it's fine. You don't, you don't have to be cool. And we move on. Every one of these episodes is like trying to do the whole like classic Saturday morning cartoon, and here's the lesson. The problem is, is that the lesson is so like unconcerned with the actual events of the story that Hercules just deciding at the end of this episode, well, I guess I don't care what everybody thinks of me, is nonsense. Here's the best I could come up with at the time. The best I could come up with at the time was Hercules was trying to prove to everybody he was a hero by by beating a monster. Okay. Yeah. But what he actually did is he proved to himself that he's a hero by beating a monster because he'd never beaten a monster before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, it, like, in my head, I was like, okay, he beat the monster, so now he doesn't feel like he has to prove himself to fucking Adonis anymore because who cares what Adonis thinks? He just kicked that monster's ass. Yeah. Um, now, if he had said that, if he had said, who cares what Adonis thinks, I just beat up a Cyclops, I would have been like, all right, 
Good, but he doesn't. He says, like, ah, who cares what Adonis thinks, and then just walks away, because Sandra says he's getting more mature. And I'm like, okay, that, this is nothing. Here's here's the thing, though, right, is, is that when he turns 18 and becomes big buff himbo Hercules, mm-hmm, Himbercules. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, that was an aspect of this that I did want to mention. Herc is embarrassed by high school. High school was, at most, a year ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Like, he just graduated. <laughs> uh... uh he i mean to be fair when i as soon as i graduated i was also embarrassed by high school so you know that's just how things go for sure um, it is so fascinating because like when he turns 18 and becomes him Hercules, right and like the the events of the second half of the movie start he immediately mm-hmm. goes back to caring what people think about him again because that's just how the plot of the movie has to go yes so this can't be a lesson he learns now this is fundamentally, we'll say it every time, the problem with interquels. Remember when Beast had to realize that it was a bad idea to keep Bell locked up twice? He had to rea- he realized three it times. three times canonically. To be fair, Poor Beast. it took it keeps it, getting it, dragged it, by these movies. Yeah, just it's not it's I it's guess like, it's directly I'm his fault. I promise. No, but this time I really am reformed, Bell. I promise I'm not going to lock you up again, okay? It's <laughs> uh, great. So good. And, you know, Bell's just forgiving him every time, though. So, you know, she has she has to stand up for herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. But, yeah, you're right. This is the problem. Arguably, the lesson that he learns in the next one is a lesson that he could have already learned by the... By the beginning of the next of the of the the main crux of the movie, Hercules, because he sure doesn't try to murder anyone. <laughs> this this <laughs> the moment that this one started, I was like, "Oh, we c- you guys cannot." So this is a parody uh-huh. of of Batman. Not just any Batman. This is very specifically a parody of like Frank Miller's The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This like show a, is it's a gritty dark Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is I have read enough of Frank Miller's stuff to know that this is exactly what they're parodying is Frank Miller's run. Cause Frank Miller's the one who did the like excessive um like thought bubbles and the narration. narration boxes. Yeah, yeah that was that's thing. I don't read Frank Miller's stuff very often. And I was like, sucks. does Batman talk to himself? <laughs> um, I, like, I don't associate that with Batman the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It, it's He doesn't talk to himself. It's just that he has a lot of thought bubbles and stuff. And a lot of like narration boxes directly attributed to him. A lot of versions of Batman don't, is the thing. So that's yeah. that's what made it seem very specific. No, absolutely. And um, the other thing is that this is like contemporaneous with Batman, the animated series. One That's of the what greatest, I was thinking, yeah. One of the greatest like cartoon runs ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> again, doesn't talk to himself the whole time with that. He is very like, like a uh, taciturn and quiet for a lot of that the, show. There is so much like, nuance and god you know just a quick aside by the way um i need to i need to look up that actor's name because i believe he passed away just recently but the voice of yeah, batman 
in the original animated series uh wrote a comic about his like journey with the character and if you can get your hands on it and read it i highly highly recommend it it is a beautiful story um oh god i wish i could remember his name off the top of my head but i can't um but just to see this this parody of batman it's so it's just, strange it, it feels so like such a bad idea right kevin mm-hmm. kevin conroy that was his name kevin conroy um it just feels like such a bad idea <laughs> like it doesn't help that the voice actor cannot sell these lines at all it's it's i honestly the the funniest thing about this no there was actually a a joke that i found like genuinely funny in this episode but the funny the funniest thing about most of the episode was the fact that this guy didn't even do a different batman voice (laughs) that is really good actually the same voice the whole time and i was like i don't know if they're doing this on purpose or not but it is very entertaining to me this guy's just like he only narrates when he's in the cowl. Uh, I don't know. There, that that was that was funny to me. Um, so this new guy shows up at school. It's Theseus. Theseus. It's Theseus. The weirdest subplot of the episode is that Cassandra is immediately in love with him, despite the fact that, like, again, maybe this is just from growing up on like danny phantom but like i in my mind if the jaded goth girl sees a hot new rich guy and finds him hot she's gotta fucking squash that like this is going nowhere (laughs) you gotta you gotta so i i have to look this up now because i was if i remember correctly cassandra is saved by perseus Cause she's like tied to a rock or something. Was Cassandra tied to a? Is, is am I am I confusing her with someone else? I don't know. I don't. Oh boy, Cassandra. What happens to her? Cassandra and Ajax depicted on a terracotta amphora. What? Now that hey, now that's a love story I'd love to see. Her brother was Hector. Really? Who was that's yeah. Oh, that's that's got to be rough for him. Uh huh. It's crazy, dude. Achilles is gonna kill you and then do so much bad stuff to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't seem like Cassandra is this is the same character. It was not Cassandra. Okay, cool. So this is just out of nowhere. Then this is just the trope. Yeah, this is nothing. Yeah, yeah. This is. I don't actually, the quick Wikipedia summary I read didn't even mention her having romantic feelings for anybody. She just did not want to get with Apollo, and that's why he cursed her. And that's valid. That guy's a freak. (laughs) Uh, Me too, sis. I, sorry, real quick, I just want to take a quick aside because I did not know this. Apparently, uh, Theseus was voiced by Eric Stoltz. So here's the thing is, you know, Eric, we know Eric Stoltz as the guy who didn't play Marty McFly. <laughs> and um, oh. <laughs> I'm sure he would. I I feel so bad for saying that, but he that is what I things. know him from. <laughs> 
that is the only thing I know him from is is not being Marty McFly. He was like a huge actor in the like eighties. He played like bad boy, earnest bad boy types. I'm looking at his uh, Wikipedia page, and I don't think I have watched any of these movies. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's it's a it's a rough it's rough for him. But um, he's a good he's a good actor. Like you know, he's not a bad actor. But like he's not doing well in this episode. I, to be fair, his material's not great. His yeah, he's not working with great lines. But he also again just doesn't seem to give a shit. <laughs> a big through line of this series. It sounds like he's whispering his lines into a laptop microphone from a closet. Like he, I he have, might be. <laughs> I have heard independent like video game voice acting better than this, and it's it sucks. Like. This is a Disney production. And even if it's a TV show production, like Disney has the money to like, you know, get a voice actor in a room for 15 minutes. Yeah. Right. Like it, it <laughs> sound, every line sounds like the first take. I was talking. Okay. I was talking about Tangled. I, like I said, don't want to bring it up every time, but they did. I, I remember the producer like showing a recording of one of those songs and they got it's like a duet. They got both of them in at the same time so they could like God. see each other's faces as they were singing so they could give oh like good God. performances to each other. And it's like this, that level of thing. It's like <laughs> this is what you need. Like Yeah. And I don't know, like Hercules isn't exactly, I don't know, one of Disney's biggest and best IPs. No. But there are people out there who love Hercules. There are people out there who like watched Hercules while they were in the middle of their Greek phase. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say it like that. That sounds like they're in the middle of their like weird frat boy phase, but like, you know, in the middle of their <laughs> Greek mythology phase. Sure. They get, they watch Hercules. They read Percy Jackson. They start playing Hades. They're doing all of it. They're doing all that. This is the thing about Disney movies that really frustrates me with how Disney treats their own movies is that for some group of kids out there, Hercules was their favorite movie, and those kids are like 30 now, right? Mm-hmm. For some group of kids out there, like every Disney movie that comes out is gonna be the one that they watched for some reason and latched onto. And like, you gotta. Except hopefully the cow one. Yeah, except hopefully Home <laughs> on the Range is nobody's favorite movie. But like. <laughs> Sorry. No, you, you, that's a good pull, actually. I just thought of it. I was like, what a movie. Um, right. But like, you know, we, we make fun of like, you know, cars, but like, Mm -hmm. there's a reason why there are three cars movies and four planes movies. It's that there was a huge, a a generation of kids that like cars was their shit. Yeah. Um, and like, you can't, you can't make fun of that at the end of the day. This is a thing that you're making for kids. And so to see them just, completely with it (laughs) is so frustrating like this is supposed to be for children i cannot imagine watching this as a child so um fucking what's happening so theseus is 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 the new is the new kid uh meanwhile uh, yeah he's he's also masquerading in his spare time as the grim avenger the grim avenger and hercules decides um, oh, and there's a um, some kind of laughing maniac who's destroying temples in Athens. We're going to save who this person is because the re- I knew who it was supposed to be, but the moment that they revealed it, I was so ma- I was mad anyway. It was very odd. 
there's a reason why it was very odd, and you know, I'll just say it. This episode must have come after another Hercules episode where he fought this monster. Yeah. Why'd they pick this one for the fucking movie? It doesn't make sense. Like, it's so weird. Um, Anyway, so Hercules is like, well, I, I want to go find out who's tearing down all these temples. So he, he goes and he gets into a fight with the Grim Avenger, who beats his ass uh, because Hercules is bad at fighting, at least for the first half of most of these. And, you know, through, through most of them, I, I will say it, this does a good job of, like, upping the ante of Hercules just destroys everything he touches. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show, it really likes to be like, okay, well, he's just gonna destroy something in this fight. Like, that must be in the lore bible. Like, Hercules can't win a fight without destroying everything around him. Yeah. They get into the classic superhero team-up fight. Yo, Batman mm-hmm. meets Superman, they gotta, they gotta punch each other before they figure out, nah, we should fight the Joker. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, oh Superman. I didn't think we oh should fight God. the Joker. <laughs> You're right. We should. God. Oh, man. While we were doing this, the Joker was just running around wild and free. Yeah, planting bombs full of laughing gas. We should have really focused up. Kidnapped Lois Lane. God damn it. I'm so sorry, Superman. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know why I believed Alex Luther when he told me you were doing all of these things. It was clearly the Joker. <laughs> so strange. Uh, remember when Batman and Superman teamed up in, in the series, and, and Superman hated Batman because he started hitting on Lois Lane. That was great. I I do remember this, and it's so uh, genuinely really funny. That's how you it's, do it. That's so how fun. you do it, though. <laughs> It's so funny that, like, Superman hates... Sorry, he doesn't hate Batman. He hates... Bruce Wayne. He hates Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne just, like, walks up to this reporter and starts flirting. (laughs) They start going out on dates. Excellent. Excellent TV show. You're right. We should have watched that. Um, God damn it. (laughs) After We're going to play Superman 64. Wait, no. (laughs) (laughs) So... Um, so they want to stop the, the, the Minotaur. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I'm the Minotaur. sorry. This is the Minotaur. <laughs> they want to stop the Minotaur who's destroying temples. And Theseus has a plan. He throws a big party so that the Minotaur, he throws a big party in the temple of Aphrodite, which I guess Aphrodite's cool with. I thought it was Athena. Fuck, was it Athena? I there would was not a huge throw a party. owl. I would not throw a party in the temple of Athena. I do not think she's down. <laughs> there is a god of parties. It's like, this is the frustrating thing, right? Is there is a god of parties. Like, you could have thrown a party at his temple. And yeah, have been at, um, at, at, I can't at remember the very least name, a sh- Bacchus. Bacchus. You would have at the very least been a short Dionysus. Dionysus. Yes, Dionysus. Yep. You would have at the very least been assured that you weren't inviting divine intervention. Like, right? He likes parties. You know who doesn't I, like parties? Athena. Athena. <laughs> Athena hates parties. She especially hates parties in her city, Athens. I thought it was the Temple of Aphrodite who has to be cool with parties. Uh, that's Look, a, you know that's I'm, a tough I'm one. I'm just going to say it. This is a this is a teenage party. Kids are hooking up. Uh, that's fair. Which you that's don't want to do that's in fair. the Temple of Athena, but the Temple of Aphrodite, she's probably down for it. You especially uh, don't want to do it in the Temple of Artemis. So, like, really, no. there are a lot of wrong choices. Um, <laughs> there are a couple good choices, though. Anyway, yeah. um, so his idea is to throw a big party so the Minotaur will 
come and attack them so they can stop him. This is this is exactly like the plot of uh, Batman and Robin. Okay, I did not watch Batman and Robin, uh, which I think was a good idea. But so the Minotaur comes to to trash it. Hercules gets everybody out while the Grim Avenger tries to fight him. Mm. Athens is apparently like eighty percent temples, so the Minotaur's been having a great fucking time. Um, Hercules actually, destroys. Yeah. I, I do kind of like that joke of just like, well, you know, Athens is like 90% temples. It's yeah, uh, it's good. It's funny. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. And, and Her- Hercules, while battling Minotaur, basically destroys every one of the temples and is like, I'm going to take care of this for good. And Theseus has to talk him the fuck down. <laughs> um, and Hercules learns the lesson that you shouldn't murder people. <laughs> yeah, murder, v- vengeance. Of the grimmest kind. Yeah, and it's it's I I will say it's, this is is bad. Almost it's 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 not good, but it, it in a good a good mm-hmm. version of this would would be would be interesting because Theseus was talking about killing the Minotaur, like taking care of this once and for all. Yep. Um, but when he sees how Hercules is acting, he's like, "Wait, is that what I look like? This is bad." <laughs> and so he like he needs it mirrored before he can talk Hercules out of it. I I think fundamentally the thing that the thing that really makes yeah, it not work yeah. is this show is silly. It's like it, silly and goofy, and you can't try to mm-hmm, give it the mm-hmm, stakes mm-hmm. of a Frank Miller. It absolutely <laughs> it cannot grapple comic. with like the topic of murder. Like yeah, especially because <laughs> because they won't say it. No, they won't say it. It's like it's like a TV rated TV Y seven. Um, it's on Saturday morning. They can't say kill for some reason. They don't even say, like, like they don't even use, like, a euphemism, right? It's not even like, I'm gonna destroy him, or I'm gonna make sure he never wakes up again, or any of the other stuff that, like, Batman the Animated Series was able to get away with, but, like... Yeah, he says something like, take care of him once and for all, or put a stop to this for good, or something like that. And it's, like, it's so... I, you have to make the logical leap to what he's talking about because a human doesn't talk like this. Yeah, but also at no point, it's one of those things where it's like Hercules, as he is defined in the movie and in the show, because, you know, real life Hercules does some shit, but like, let's, th- this is not oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Hercules, as he is defined in this show, like, I cannot imagine him being mad in this way and the show clearly can't either yeah no it has a really hard time with it oh and the 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 impetus of this is that icarus breaks his leg oh my god when the temple falls down um which does lead to my favorite joke in this episode i don't think any of the jokes in this episode were good except for this one um anyway they capture the minotaur the god send them back to a uh, labyrinth, which seems like cruel and unusual punishment, it, it, but they're gods. It absolutely <laughs> is so fucked up, but yeah, who, you he know. He begs them anything but a labyrinth. But. <laughs> then, at the end, Icarus has his leg in a cast, and Theseus is like, I'll sign your cast, Icarus, and gets out a chisel and hammer. Yep. And this is the one gag I liked. Rickers just sits there and is like, oh, thanks so much. Wow, thanks so much for this. <laughs> for the nice words. Ah. Pretty good. I have such mixed feelings about this last one. 
There's a lot of good stuff in it. But, I don't know if it's good. Um, for one thing, I don't think we I don't think we needed a Zeus focused one. But some of like okay, so like really early, Zeus is making a fucking dad joke and Hermes is floating next to Hercules and elbows him to make him laugh at it, and that's hilarious. That's really good. I really like Hermes that. Hermes is great in, in these it's it's astounding. He was not a very good character in the movie, but he's great in this for some reason. It's <laughs> I think it's I think it's just it's the perfect exposure. He had too much to do in the in the movie. Like he was too plot integral. But in this, he's like he's like everybody's secretary, which is really nice. He's there for delivering gags, which I think is what's great about it. This this is also the only one with Hades in it. Hades gives a pretty fucking good performance of course the only one who's awake at the wheel <laughs> like, yeah I, uh, <laughs> james woods always has taxes he needs to pay like he is giving he's going to give you a hundred percent every time i don't actually know anything about james woods personal life my understanding is he's not that great a dude he's done no. some good stuff done some bad stuff but here's the thing yep. about james woods is he loves playing hades hades and you know what that's fine Keep letting him play Hades. He always gives a good performance. I'm pretty convinced he's the reason why Hercules is in every Kingdom Hearts. A Kingdom Hearts movie. No, absolutely. <laughs> it has to be. Like, Because it's just, he's just, he has so much fun with it, and nobody else is having half the fun with it. No. No. Um, and, I mean, to be fair, he's given such good material, too. Like, he has the mm-hmm. best lines. Um, oh my god, we get to see we get to see possibly the only good character design in this, which is Baby Cerberus. Baby, it honestly it took me so long to realize that Cerberus was just not extremely off model, but actually a puppy. He, I also was like, wow, they really like f- his heads are a little too big, huh? Oh, but it's because he's a puppy. He's a puppy. <laughs> he he. And I I enjoyed a lot of like apparently pain and panic wanted a puppy, <laughs> and like Cerberus is like getting into all Hades shit and he's like I told you you walk it you feed it and it's, it it really entertained me the idea that Cerberus is not Hades' dog <laughs> but he like ends up being the one to take care of it. It's so good and again it it adds a lot to his character. Um, yes. When uh, later he he takes Cerberus out on a walk and they run into the the fates and he he makes a promise to the fates that if they just tell him what like what's going on, he will make sure that Cerberus never goes above ground again. And I was like, that's so good. Chained up in the, at, the, at the opening to the underworld, like that's excellent. It's so good. Um, yeah, no, it's it's really good. This is the I feel like this is the best of the episodes in here. You had to have the first episode. Mm-hmm. It had to be first day of school. The yeah. middle episode was so buck wild and bad, it did not have to be in here. But every moment that Hades no. is on screen in this episode is a lot of fun. Absolutely. If this was the middle episode, and maybe we get the like season finale for the third one, right? Like get like a good a good like, like a wrap around. Type thing. Yeah. Yeah. The middle episode also could have been, I feel like there needed to be one about either Icarus or Cassandra, because I don't know anything about them as characters, even though I just watched this whole movie. Oh, no, they they are they are so sidelined in this film. 
Um, also, Helen of Troy isn't in this at all. I knew, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I, I watched this at some point as a kid. I knew what she looked like. Yeah, And same. I saw her fawning on Theseus, but I don't think she had a line. Because <laughs> I was like, there's Helen of Troy. Then she left. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Voiced by Jody Benson, by the way, which like, come on. Another person who shows up to work every time, right? Like, uh-huh. Jody Benson is a treasure. I, you that's, know what? I never knew that. I don't think I ever... I Because that, that's kind of a weird guess. That is a weird guess. I mean, I think... I Like, I don't know. Um, it, it is definitely... It feels like a waste. I'm sure um, Jody Benson has bills to pay, but, like, that feels so odd. <laughs> well, I mean, sorry. I need, At some point, I need to go over the cast of this because, like, the Cyclops, who we barely talked about, great performance also. That's yes. Brad Garrett and Wayne Knight. Okay, it was Brad Garrett, because I could yeah. not pin down the other voice, but I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Wayne Knight. And, like, uh, again, what a get for your, like, we- for your TV show. Uh, Wayne Knight's another another performer who I feel like will always deliver on his, like, voice acting role. Absolutely. I mean, at this point, I think Buzz Lightyear Stark was probably also on TV. They probably just waved him over from the next room. <laughs> Yeah, just come on, get over here. Can you do one head of a Cyclops for us? Oh, Brad Garrett also in Buzz Lightyear Star Command. That was probably it. Because, oh, wasn't he the bad guy? <sighs> I don't remember. No, no, sorry, that was Adonis. That was, De- that was Diedrich Bader, <laughs> yeah. Diedrich Bader. Oh, he was so good in that. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I, anyway. Again, just, they, they have such <laughs> good, such a good cast. And again, the fact that, like, a lot of these guys just aren't, Everybody who is here who is somebody is, like, putting in the work. It's it's all of their guests, I think. They're one-offs who are like, what is this, like, some Disney thing? Ah, who cares? Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, I'm Batman. Er. Oh, my God. Sorry. Again, really quick. Michael Dorn was the Minotaur, um, who has been in, like, one of those voice actors who's just been in everything. Like, mm. um, I feel like the Minotaur was giving something of a performance, but... He also didn't get any screen time because it was like he 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 was like ref- referenced a lot instead of like seen. Yeah, and so his like reveal and him being a goofy character at, at the moment that Hercules was like, "I'm gonna fucking murder you," was so weird <laughs> that like. <laughs> I uh, just real quick. Um, he is the voice of Bane in Brave and the Bold, so. Like oh, okay. again, just, just again, a guy who has been in like everything since the since the seventies. So like, like you've probably heard his voice in something. Hercules has kind of a fight with his dad. Zeus. Yeah, his um, his real doing... dad, not his fake farmer dad. <laughs> they're doing like a fa- <laughs> they're doing like a father son talk, which apparently Zeus has set up, which is kind of nice. It's kind of a nice idea. I love the idea of what it seems to me what it is, is Hercules just shows up to a temple of Zeus and Zeus just turns a statue into the real Zeus. Yeah, talks to him for like 30 minutes. Yeah, they, they he makes stupid dad jokes. He's, he's basically got like a weekly phone call <laughs> and and he starts complaining about Adonis in high school and Zeus is like, oh, you just gotta smite him a little. You just gotta you show just him gotta... his boss. <laughs> I love this. Just gotta Zeus, murder Zeus, this child. Zeus, Zeus is like, why don't you just kill him? <laughs> and like... and, and <laughs> when Hercules storms off, because he's like, you don't get it. Uh, 
Zeus does ask Hermes if, if Hercules seemed mad, and, and Hercules is like, well, think about you and your father. It's different. My dad tried to eat me. <laughs> it's, again, this is, these are the jokes that I'm here for. Like, the deep yeah, these, cut mythology jokes. Like, come on. These are the jokes. <laughs> these are the jokes. These are the jokes. Um... <laughs> So he decides to become mortal to prove Hercules wrong, that he could totally last 24 hours as a mortal. He actually kind of biffs it at first by secretly being a god the whole time and fucks with Adonis and then becomes mortal for real. And then Hades finds out. And Hades is like, well, if he's mortal, he can die. And if he dies, then he's not Zeus anymore. And then I can be Zeus, which I don't think that's how it would work. But... yeah, I, like, you know, Poseidon and all the other gods probably, you know, his other brother, Poseidon, probably have yes. something that they would like to say about that. But I think for the most part, the plan seems... It's at least a good first step. Here's here's the thing is I was I told this to May when we were watching it. My guy has like an 18 year long mega plan. Okay, yes. This the is the pocket. main problem with this. No, no this series. is a solution. This is a solution to me. <laughs> He has an 18-year-long mega plan in his back pocket that he that he is like this is definitely going to work. There's no way this can go, there's no way this can go wrong. But if I can if I can get a bit of an early head start on Zeus yep. and some of the other yep. problem players, obviously I'm going to take it. I, all of it is just going to make that 18-year-long in the back pocket plan even smoother. Except except and this uh-huh. is important. Yeah. This is the episode when I realized that we're just kind of ignoring the plot, important plot points of the original movie. Number mm-hmm. one, Which most is? obvious, he knows Hercules is alive. Sure, we have to ignore that one. This whole thing would not work <laughs> if he thought Hercules was dead. Could but you two, imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, real quick. I want to take a quick aside to talk about Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Because <laughs> okay. in Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, at the beginning of the movie, yeah. Anakin Skywalker and General Grievous mention offhand in dialogue that they have never met each other formally. Which means <laughs> that for the entirety of like the six seasons of Star Wars Clone Wars, they have to bend over backwards. They have to do like the highest flying wire rope walking script writing I have ever seen to make sure that these two characters never meet. There is an episode in which Grievous walks out of a door and Skywalker walks in right behind him. Like That's delightful. <laughs> and it, here's the thing is, is if, if they can do it for, for six seasons, you can do it for two. Come on. No, no, no. I'm going to put my foot down here. That was the stupidest thing in Hercules. <laughs> it was. No, you're right. It was. <laughs> it but had you, to be retconned out. But, but could you imagine? <laughs> but what they could have done, what they could have done was made it so that Zeus never found out Hercules or Hades was trying to kill him. Because that is the thing that broke it for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Zeus knows Hades trying to kill him, and do you know what his response is? Sending him to the underworld. He fucking lives there, Zeus. You dumb piece of shit. You idiot. It sucks. I was so I was so irritated about it because I was like, 
this would be way more fun if Hercules if if hate the reason that Hades gets his three-headed dog to attack Zeus is because he does not want to reveal himself. That would be more interesting to me. Zeus would be like, where, where'd that dog come from? Whoa, that's crazy. Well, I've never seen a dog to like the that. Underworld. We don't really talk up. We also like the movie doesn't talk about how Hades got his like army of monsters to like go along with him for this plan. If it was that Zeus just kept sending all these monsters that Hercules defeated to the underworld. That would be entertaining. Fucking, I just, I just, I just did a master class script writing, like, solution. <laughs> you, you can have that one for free show that came out 30 years ago. <laughs> I'm always available, Disney. That's not true. But, <laughs> um. Uh, okay, so, so what happens is, is Zeus becomes this cool new kid, Zach, who starts, who, who realizes he hates being a high school teenager, or a mortal teenager, and fucking begs Hermes to make him king of the gods again. Hermes is like, you did this. <laughs> I love, I did love Zeus being like, this isn't fair. It's not cool, man. Like hearing this 50 <laughs> year old man try to complain like a teenager is genuinely funny but i also it was, hated every second of it no like, it, it was good i enjoyed it because i especially enjoyed herbie's reaction it was like hey that was that was a pretty good teenager that was a pretty good one and then Here's, he leaves yeah sorry dude got it work to do i hate how human zeus looks this voltaire looking ass motherfucker looks <laughs> like he belongs in like like a French aristocratic ball. He's gotta make himself look hot. He doesn't look hot. He looks creepy. I mean, he does look creepy. <laughs> and but we, Adonis doesn't look very hot. I feel like the style is not is not the, kind to the, the idea style, of being hot. I know the the style is not doing much for for a lot of their character work. But like, I don't know. He just looks so weird. He just looks... And then he still has that, like, big shit-eating grin all the time, so it's just, like... It's <laughs> grotesque, almost. Yeah, it is, it is a bit grotesque. And if, if you've never... If you don't know who Voltaire is, and you don't, you have never seen his Wikipedia image, I, I implore you to look it up, because it is ghastly. This was a real... A real-life man. Um, <laughs> the... Wow, way to just dunk on Voltaire for a while. <laughs> Not even for like a good reason. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of good reasons to dunk on Voltaire, but me, I'm all about aesthetics. Um Yeah, so Zeus Zeus kind of learn this is a weird episode in that Zeus has to learn a lesson, which is that it's hard being a, a, a human teenager. And that bullying is bad, but also like he's a god. He could do something about that. <laughs> I mean, he he does electrocute Adonis later. <laughs> yeah, he does give him a little smite, just a wee smite, a, a G-rated smite. <laughs> um, something that you can air Sunday morning after church. Yeah. So Hades and and Cerberus, after a lot of good Cerberus-based gags, yeah. go to kill Zeus. Uh, Hades shoots fire at him, and then is a, is about to finish him off when the time limit ends because he it was specifically for twenty four hours. Time limit ends, and Zeus is a god again, and he shoots Hades into the underworld, and I guess mm-hmm. goes took care of that. Never gonna be a problem again. Uh, that, that wacky Hades. That wacky 
Hades. Uh, I did like Hades' line, where he says, Why didn't anyone think to mention the time limit? And then it cuts <laughs> to the fates, fates, who are like, Hey, did we mention the time limit? Ah, he'll figure <laughs> it out. Says, yes, he'll figure it out. Very good. Uh, <laughs> I, I Here's the thing, right? Here's my here's here's the thing is if you are gonna have any characters running around Hercules being little 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 tricksters, little jokers, it's the fates, right? It's like the that fates. is this is their job. Their job is to tell you just enough about the future to make you fuck up. To make to make it happen. Yeah. We, they know that Hades can't beat Zeus now. If Hades can beat Zeus, if he can beat Zeus, it's that final fight thing okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't even know if if faded he's actually ever able to do it or if it's just like hercules would always beat him anyway yeah but he definitely oh, can't beat zeus now and so they tell him exactly what he needs to hear to lose against zeus very fun it's good shit and like i love the idea of these like three little old ladies being like mini jokers just running around yeah. telling telling people shit making their lives miserable and then to have the muses be kind of the counterbalancing force Although they don't really get to interact with anybody. No, they're they're just our narrators. They tend to be. Sometimes they break out into song, and the song is like... There's like a little too much gospel song in this movie. <laughs> it is. It's so, it's so frustrating to hear these, like... I don't know if it's like the original singers. They it sure are, sounds they like are them. so talented. They are doing such a good job, but these lyrics suck so bad. And it's just like, yeah. I don't know, no amount of skill can fix a bad script. Like, so are we done with this one? Because I want to talk about the last song in this movie, which is so buck wild to me. Hit me with it. Let's do it. Yeah, no, we're done. We're done. That's We have after, the, this is the. After all yeah, yeah. these stories. Meg sings what sounds like, I swear to God, a 50s doo-wop song. Yep, yep, yes it does. About how Hercules survived high school and he's fine and he's a hero and whatever. It's fucking strange. This was the moment when I was like, wow, I wish they got an Alan Menken back because he would have written something that did not sound this weird. I don't even think, I don't even think I could call it bad. Bad it's, is a qualifier that it would have to be operating in a, in a in a space that you could attribute quality to it. I yes, I, <laughs> if this was fucking Greece, I could tell you if this song was good or bad. But it's Hercules, so I have no idea. <laughs> it is so dis the. To be fair. The entire framing, like, narrative of them moving into their house in the suburbs and getting ready to start a family, one, disconcerting, if you know the myth of Hercules, but two, um, again, he, just, he, it, he, he killed the the centaur that was supposed to make the blood that, that made him kill Meg, so it should be fine. It should be fine. But it should like, be fine. <laughs> the, the, it's so disconnected, right? This, like, I don't know, like, 90s sitcom setup of like two parents moving into a house and having shenanigans is so disconnected from like teen high school the, drama the other sitcom setup yeah yeah and, but so so to have that but then also have this song that Megara sing that Megara sings of all people be this weird end cap thing 
the other thing is the other thing is she does it pretty well yeah <laughs> like she's she doing a good performance it's, it's again it's the performance is not the issue i'm just like sitting here like why why what is why the- this song <laughs> They're trying to like they're trying to give like a moral to the story. This almost feels like it, it, it feels like a send-off for the TV show. Like, thanks for all the memories. <laughs> it's it's very odd. It's very odd. Especially because if it's a send-off for the TV show, what they're really putting a pin in is the idea that Hercules never talked to these kids again. His yeah. friends, his enemies, all the people he worked with and trained with, they are dead to him. He is embarrassed about the idea of having been in high school. And, like, same, dog. Like, But it's just, never... like, it's just... So so what is my takeaway about this fucking show supposed to be when it's just Hercules being like, this sucks. You, sh- you shouldn't watch this because it's bad. <laughs> I'm just confused. Hey, audience, you shouldn't watch this show because I, the main character, hated that it happened. <laughs> I hated the show. That's, that's what the, and then the song is the song is Megara going, hey, listen, man, even if you hated that it happened, it's over now. <laughs> Yeah, like so what the fuck? It's so strange. <laughs> and and here's the best part though, Tony, is that it is over now. It is over now. I have to I have to issue like from the he- from the office of the president a yep. formal apology. I was really really hard on Hercules. I still don't like it, but uh-huh. I think Knowing now what this movie is, I think I could have been a little, a little less harsh <laughs> on it. Because what that movie is, is at least watchable. And like, it's not for me, but I have to, again, I, I have spoken to a couple of people since we recorded that episode who are like, Hercules is my favorite movie. And I think that's a bad opinion, but... I have to respect that, like, for some kids, this was their introduction to Greek mythology, and that, in and of itself, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am sorry, but also I still don't like the movie. <laughs> I think that this movie that we have just watched was not good. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like as I was watching it, there were so many seeds of a good show in it that I think if you sat down and watched a 20 minute episode of Herc of, of was it also called zero to hero? Probably of Hercules uh, yeah. zero to hero. You'd be like, this is probably about as good as the other stuff that was coming out. Like comparable to like Darkwing duck or, um, Ooh, no, I don't or, know about um, that. Or the the whatever the goofy one was like. Sorry, you just brought up like one of the only good parodies of Batman, and so I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like shit. That also you contemporaneous ca- with the animated series. You, you can't. Okay, you can't compare. Excuse me. The Batman episode was terrible. <laughs> no, it's so but bad. Like, no, no. It's I just, it's just watching this made me think that like there's got to be a few like really good funny solid episodes i bet there's a dionysus episode and i want to see it you know like i'm sure there's an aphrodite episode that sounds fun what this show made me what this show made me want to do is it made me want to go back and actually beat hades which i haven't done um because like the best parts of hades are listening to the gods like 
interact with each other and to talk about each other. Uh, like, and the goss, the gossip uh, of like Olympus. Dionysus in Hades hates Theseus so much for leaving that girl on that island. <laughs> and he's right. Yeah, he is. And, and he's like, yeah, I'll give you the power to beat up Theseus. Fuck that guy. Fuck that um, guy. Also, and also Theseus and the Minotaur in that game are so good, so well defined. I just, I can't stand yeah. them. They're very good. I hate their guts. Yeah, there's <laughs> God. The more I played it, the more I was like, I hate how the Minotaur just being the straight man for Theseus's bullshit. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Like fuck you, guy! I'm and, gonna kill you first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I just—it's one of those things where, yeah, I think for its time, for what it is, it was probably you know on par. But you know, like we are so far—we are almost thirty years removed from this era of kids' show, mm-hmm. and also, you know, like we live in a world that's like post Hades. Like it's so hard to go back. We have a, we have, we do have a higher tier of kids show. We have a higher tier of Greek mythology. Now, heck you say post Hades. I mentioned the Percy Jackson books. I don't think they were out at this time. I feel like, I feel like those are what get kids into Greek mythology now. Yeah, no, absolutely. My little brother was like a Percy Jackson generation kid. Mm -hmm. He made me read the first book because he loved it so much. I feel like it's a little hand wavy with killing stuff where it's like, no, they'd never yeah. really die. So I can bring them back whenever I was like, OK, well, that's not <laughs> OK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I think there's that. I think there's also but, you know, like, but it deals with it a lot better than some of this than this, you know? No, it's it, absolute. Oh, hands down. Rick Reardon is like a better is, is doing a better job of creating a world in which you can have cool interactions between these mythological characters or at least mm. their expies plus if you talk about sorry if you talk about like saturday morning cartoons we mm. are in like a post gravity falls post adventure oh, yeah. time era oh, and yeah. they're all very good <laughs> even the ones i don't like i have to admit are still good <laughs> You want to watch a show about weird demi-humans struggling with, like, the concept of being immortal and living amongst mortals while also, like, talking about what it means to have a destiny that you have no part in? Go watch Steven Universe, a show that I have not finished, but I have a feeling that that's what it's about, <laughs> based on what I have seen. There's oh, it's, uh, a fair amount of it's about that. It's, again, like, we just, and also, you know, like, I haven't, read these books but um like madeline miller if you have not heard of her has written um a book called song of achilles and also circe which are like modern uh, narratives told those in are a, uh, hey those are really good actually and yeah i read and those so, song of achilles is really fun it is it's really good circe i i also like circe even though I, I looked up Cersei afterwards. The point of her version of Cersei is that she's, like, the one god-type being that, like, doesn't, like, f- messing with people and, like, torturing them and, like, getting in all these, like, weird god fights. And I looked up Cersei. Yeah, she fucking did. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, there's a specific but kind of story so, that... So you, but, but it works for that story. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, it's... Those are fun. Yeah, and like I'm I think I am in the middle I'm in the middle of Song of Achilles right now. And like 
again, like in a in a world in which we have all of these like amazing stories that are being told with these mythological characters, like I just there's no reason to go back. There is I I, I feel really bad for Hercules because I think like when it came out in the '90s, there was nothing else. But now, like you said, we have Percy Jackson, Madeline Miller, Hades, the game, um, and like a host of other like other things set in other mythologies. Um, I don't want to talk about God of War because I think he sucks, but like that exists. I believe there is there is going to be a musical video game that with that like stars the Greek gods. I believe that that's happening. God <laughs> damn it! That sounds kick-ass. and it's like. It's like 2D animated. Like it seems really cool to me. Oh yeah, that reminds me. There's a musical that's like the. It's like the. It's called. Oh, what is it? It's. I think it's called Hades Town. That's about Orpheus. I haven't heard it. I've heard mixed things about it. But like I said, like we are. We are like in an era where people are taking these stories and rewriting them and trying to say mm. something about them that. Um, I just don't think Hercules, as it exists, has a place in like contemporary culture anymore and but and so to hear that they are going to be making a live action version of it is like you guys are gonna have to do so much work so much work what a silly idea genuinely because a live action version of hercules is something that's existed before and been uninteresting (laughs) nobody it's i have not like the troy movie exists that came out in like 2002 there's like so many like sword and sandal type movies that it's like I don't need another one made by Disney, especially made by Disney. It's gonna wash away all the jokes, which arguably you would are the need only to do. yeah. The but only also, good thing. it's like it's the only thing holding it together. Like <laughs> it all falls apart at that point. I can't I can't see them doing the the changes that need to be done to the material to make it work today. And I also can't see them holding on to enough of the original stuff to make it worth being nostalgic over. I don't know. It's going to be a weird thing. I I don't recommend Disney do it, but... Thank you for listening to Direct-to-Video. VHS. VHS. I have been your host, Tony Robusto. I have been your host, Andy Reyes. Gotta hold in a hiccup. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hope that that audio is bad enough that I can feel comfortable cutting it out. Uh, uh, you can find me at my website inspiredbytrueevents.org I'm also still on Twitter unlike Andy at TheaterBats my website was down recently that was a panic inducing day I fixed it Oh, everything's fine (laughs) it's it's rough when it happens yeah you can find me in real life um, if you want to if you want to I also have another podcast that I do uh, over at timehonoredpictures.com. Like I said, it's been on hiatus for a while because this has been this has been possibly the most stressful six months of my life. But, uh, you know, the horizon still looks busy, but busy with more time. And there's a lot of research that we do to do those episodes. Right. So, we don't have to um, do nearly as much. No. Um, um, we are at direct to the, the podcast that's direct to video. The YouTube channel that I I have only for putting stupid clips of the shit that we say so that people go to the podcast is, I believe, more popular than the podcast at this point. Um, Makes sense. 
I don't entirely know why. I've started doing uploading some full episodes. I think I'm like 20 deep now. It's irritating because I have to turn them into videos and then upload them. So you can mm-hmm. go to Direct to Video Podcast on YouTube if you want to check that out. I can't swear that we're going to ever do anything interesting with it. I uh, you recommended unless it gets to big me. enough that I do make Andy yes. watch like like in a video call while we play like uh that Emperor's New Groove game or a Kingdom there, Heart or something. <laughs> I we cannot play Kingdom Hearts. I am I know too much about <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Uh I don't want to know more. I never want to experience it. <laughs> but there are a lot of early two thousands like PlayStation One era Disney games that were just like shout out by the hundreds that we could like not just emperor's new groove i saw a tier list and emperor's new groove was at the top they're all basically the same game so i don't know why that one was so high (laughs) but i think it was like maybe there was some good development issues with it that weren't (laughs) here's 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 what i'll say which is that as a kid i beat resident evil 2 on the playstation 1 i could not get out of andy's fucking bedroom in the toy story <laughs> video game so i have a lot of uh, beef. now i want to now i now i want to play the toy story video game like i want to be the one watching you play toy story and i want to play emperor's new emperor's group. new groove <laughs> well will yeah uh, if, i don't know what the numbers are but it will come up with the threshold that if we hit that, we'll do a, I don't know, maybe not a, like, maybe just a live stream that we'll just leave up. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. That would be, that would be really fun. If we, um, if, <laughs> if we could say to ourselves, I think this might actually be worth doing. We worth doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, we have theoretically everything we need to do it. Um, it's, yeah. It, thankfully, I. Mean, I I have OBS. That's how I got the VHS into a digital version that I could send to Andy. Don't, <laughs> don't arrest me. No, no, it's archival. It's for archival purposes. It is. It um, literally is. There's, I don't think, any other decent digital version of this thing. Uh, anyway, so we're going to watch Anastasia. Anastasia? Like Anastasia. Anastasia. All I remember about that movie is the advertisement for it, which I believe is what we just did. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bad advertising. Uh, oh, just do the people in the movie know the name of the main character of the movie? Cool. <laughs> I can't wait to. Uh, I can't wait to also be confused about their name. All right. I am the ghost of John Smith. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yep, yep. Oh, no, my mouse disconnected. No. <laughs> I'm the only one who can hear that. <laughs> God damn it, that's right. Okay, what was, what's the worst notification? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck entirely off. There's no way that would show up on either of our recordings, so it's just for you and me. <laughs> it definitely won't because I I made I did not start my recording before I did that because <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want it to be captured in posterity. My assholishness. <laughs> my recording started, so I I do like the idea that there's just a bit where I tell you to fuck off for apparently no reason. <laughs> I. 
they can't do this. They need to remove this feature. Um, it's a bad feature. That's just in the voice. It's it's in the in the lower left hand corner. There's like a little music box, and it just has like a soundboard. They just have a soundboard now. That's so bad. And if it again, if 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 it was a soundboard that could be used for the podcast, I guess I could see something in it. But it's I, just for irritating your friends. Yeah. Well, historically, what I have learned is that the moment <laughs> anybody on a podcast buys a soundboard, it is for irritating your friends. Okay, but that's entertaining. It's only entertaining to the listener if you can hear the sound. <laughs> that's that's fair. I guess that's maybe fair. if you're like Twitch streaming, you might be using like Discord. Ah, uh, right? Maybe. I, and I don't so know. You might soundboard it. I don't know. I can see it. I can see it if you're doing like a over discord tabletop thing playing like fun okay. sound effects yeah i would never use the air horn one unless i was like role-playing a football game yeah yeah or you know um somebody said something particularly funny mm-hmm. <laughs> the they, ca- they can't no, i'm sorry this. that actually is a good vibe <laughs> I they That's cannot like a keep big this feature. D&D vibe. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. The number of times I have interrupted gameplay to point at somebody and be like, "That that thing that you just said was the funniest thing I've ever heard." I'm going to take five minutes to appreciate it. And if like the table's laughing and then somebody just goes, dur, 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 "That's yeah, good. yeah, that's good. That's excellent." Actually, you know what? Now I'm on board. But it's uh, I think it's that was it. Ninety percent of the time, though, having an air horn. Having any of these sounds just ready at the fingertips of anybody in your call. Uh, I do. It is monstrous that anyone can use it. That's not even like the host can use it. It's anyone. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. And you uh, can upload your own sounds. Terrible. (laughs) So you could record your friend saying something and then put that on there. And everybody (laughs) thinks that guy's being an asshole. (laughs) I think Coolsville sucks. (laughs) That quote was taken out of context. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, no, don't mind me. One of my soundboard buttons is an uninterruptible, like, five-hour audiobook. <laughs> Keep me on my toes. I get it mixed up with the air horn a lot. Oh. So sometimes <laughs> when somebody does a really good joke, like uh, Jane Eyre starts playing. Oh, man. What a time. <laughs> 